Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Advocates Academy. The Advocates Academy is brought to you by the Women and Gender Resource Center at the University of Alabama. I'm Lizzie Smith, and I'm your host. The Advocates Academy is a podcast for students, faculty, and staff who are looking for ways to engage in advocacy and social justice work on their campus, in their career, and in their day-to-day lives. Today, we're speaking with Zoe Winston, and she's an assistant director at the Center for Service and Leadership here at UA. Zoe's here to talk to us about how service and responsible global citizenship are important aspects of our individual advocacy practice. She's also going to let us in on all the wonderful service and volunteer opportunities available through the CSL this year. Listen in and follow the links in the description to learn more ways about how you can get involved with service opportunities, with leadership, and with volunteerism at UA this fall. Hi, Zoe. How are you? Hey, Lizzie. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to get to talk to you. Um, Hello. So we're here today to talk about the Center for Service and Leadership and volunteerism and advocacy and all of those good things. Uh, But before we get started, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. um, My name is Zoe Winston. I use the pronouns she, her, hers, and I I am one of two assistant directors at the Center for Service and Leadership. I've been there since December of last year, so um, have had the really fun experience of getting to learn most of this job remotely during <laughs> COVID and the pandemic, but it's been a really unique experience. Um, fun fact about me, and I know you know this, Lizzie, I actually used to work for the WGRC Yay. as a peer education programs coordinator and it was absolutely one of the best jobs I've ever had and adore the WGRC and Yay. your mission. And so it feels like I'm getting to virtually come home today, <laughs> um, getting to chat with you. So I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah, I know uh, today in our staff meeting, I was like, I always give people updates on the Advocates Academy episodes. And I was like, I'm interviewing Zoe today. And everyone was like, Zoe. Oh, so. That's so sweet. It <laughs> So yeah, I'm so glad I get to talk to you. Um, Okay, so let's roll right into um, kind of our our topics for the day. We're going to talk about the Center for Service and Leadership and opportunities the office has for potential student advocates. So would you mind starting off by telling us about this office and its kind of mission and purpose on campus? Definitely. Um, So like the Women and Gender Resource Center, we're part of the Division of Student Life, which really Um, works to maximize that student experience outside of the classroom and help support that academic learning through that real life experience and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, We, the Center for Service Leadership, were founded in 1993. Uh, So we've been around for a while, which is exciting. And originally we had the mission to serve as a a model for community and university partnerships. And so really um, it originally was just kind of a a bridge between the community and the university and creating those partnerships. And um, since then, we've grown tremendously. We've we've also undergone many, many name changes. (laughs) Most recently, um, being the Center for Service and Leadership. And I think that really speaks to what we currently are doing and the model Mm -hmm. in which we do it. Um, So... Again, over time, that mission has grown along with the scope of what we do. Today, we strive to enhance the student experience through active and diverse engagement opportunities in the community. Um, We really believe that 
service and leadership work alongside each other and you cannot be a leader without also engaging in service. And so um, really taking that framework of thinking of leadership as less of a position and more of an action um, Mm -hmm. and thinking about what that looks like through your advocacy. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Okay. So you're talking a little bit about, you know, viewing um, service and and leadership as an action and and using that through your advocacy. Can you tell us a little bit more about the type of advocacy that's happening at UA through the CSL? Definitely. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to like nail down. There's not this perfect sound, but I'm like, oh, this is the advocacy that <laughs> we do. Um, because really our big passion is helping students find out, um, really their passion for service and leadership, whatever mm-hmm. that means, wherever they are at. And so, um, a big thing that we really follow and thinking about how do we engage students to start in services, um, thinking about this idea of the active citizen continuum, which is this really fascinating continuum. And there's a lot of theories around like service and advocacy. So this isn't the only one, um, but talking about how can we move um, ourselves from just being members of a society um, who aren't really concerned with our role in relation to others um, to being active citizens in that society who prioritize the community and our actions through, um, you know, things like service, but then just also our everyday choices and kind of between that continuum of member to active citizen, we have volunteer, which is usually someone who's very well-intentioned, um, but maybe not well-educated on the type of work that they're doing. We also have a conscientious citizen who kind of is in that space where they've moved from volunteer. They're starting to get a little bit more educated um, and they're starting to ask a lot of questions about the world around them, but maybe haven't fully moved into being an active citizen. And so, um, you know, it's really interesting to you because I think depending on what we're talking about, we all can fall along different parts of that continuum all throughout our lives. And so it's not a linear thing, um, but it is definitely something that um, is very fluid and we want to kind of encourage students and work with students to help them find that, that way that they can be active citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, also in thinking about that and, and noting, um, I think the word citizen has been really um politicized in recent years and sort of weaponized in some ways. And Mm -hmm. so obviously um, that's something like we want to be aware of and like talking about and, and also saying like, we're not talking about like citizen in the way that is like a formal institution rather um, being like just a member of a global community. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and thank you for clarifying that. Cause yeah, I, um, I was thinking about it as like, you know, citizens of the world, citizens of yeah. our community and our culture. Um, but I can definitely see how somebody might hear that and think, okay, well, we're specifically talking about like someone who fits the criteria of, of a citizen of a specific community or a specific group, which can be, um, alienating in, in some way. So, um, so cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. Uh, so as, as we're thinking about kind of developing this sense of um, 
of citizenship and and you know um, questioning and engaging with all kinds of people and volunteerism. Um, so can you can you speak a little bit to um, why these types of programs and services are important at UA? Why is this an important aspect to the culture that we're trying to build at the University of Alabama? Definitely. Um, well, right off the top, one of the big pillars of the institution is service. It's at the mm-hmm. core of what we do um, at the University of Alabama. And we have that mission to create active global citizens. Uh, and so as an activist, as an educator, I hope that my role is helping students find the things that they are most passionate about and help them have the tools to be able to go and absolutely change the world. Um, And so I think, I know a huge part of that is service and helping Mm -hmm. them um, serve alongside the community that they are part of for four years. Um, Service is also really grounded and a huge part of experiential learning Mm -hmm. Um, for lots of reasons. And I think this is why it fits in so well with the university setting and um, specifically with the University of Alabama, because when you engage in service, when you're serving alongside a community, you are engaging in some concrete work. It um, provides a concrete experience through service. And when service is done correctly, you have that opportunity to reflect on the service that you did and make those connections between who am I, what is my lived experience and how is that connected to um, the world around me? And then also through that really intentional reflective service that students get to do um, through the Center for Service and Leadership, they get to deepen that connection to learning. And so uh, we have the opportunity to not only provide that extracurricular service outside of the classroom, but work really closely um, with faculty to offer service learning courses throughout all of the colleges um, at UA. And so that's something that's really cool, getting to bring that alongside that classroom um, experience. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you um, you talked about uh, experiential learning, like you kind of mentioned this, and and gave us a little bit of a description of it. But would you mind elaborating a little bit on, you know, what experiential learning is, um, and and how it's beneficial for students? Oh, for sure. Um, the great thing about experiential learning is it's right in the name, <laughs> and yeah. it's learning uh, that is done through experience and. Um, you know, I think oftentimes like experiential learning can seem like this really um, heavy thing, sort of an ivory tower, um, very academic thing. But really, it for me is very broken down, easily broken down into this idea of it's learning that happens um, as you experience it. And good experiential learning happens with the opportunity to process what's going on, make those connections um, mm-hmm. and really deepen your learning. And so we've all engaged in experiential learning before uh, things like just a really simple example, like driver's ed, getting Mm -hmm. to actually drive on the road. That was an experiential learning service. And so maybe you had a classroom portion where you had a textbook and you learned about um, 
stoplights and traffic signals and the functions of a car. Um, but then you actually got to go out on the road and learn by doing. And so that's mm-hmm. what we see. Um, experiential learning is learning through doing. And this really um, separates itself from things just like volunteerism. Um, and don't get me wrong, volunteering is great. Volunteerism is wonderful. Uh, so many of our community partners, which are local nonprofits and area agencies, rely on volunteer work. And so I don't want anyone to hear me say like, oh, volunteerism is bad. But mm-hmm. service and that experiential learning as part of service really deviates from that um, because it has that additional reflective layer. It has that additional connection layer. Um, And that's really where you start to see things like a community action teams come into play, which provide opportunities for that deep level service Mm -hmm. um, to make those connections and then really engage um, in service and advocacy in a way that's like very specific to what the student is interested in. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. And, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that, you mentioned your community action teams. Can you tell us a little bit about those? How is participating in these opportunities different from other forms of service? Definitely. Um, so many organizations on campus engage in service. I can think of so many off the top of my head that I've had the privilege of working with over the years. Um, our office just has seven, Um, what we call community action teams that are coordinated efforts to help unite students in the UA community around like just specific service opportunities. Uh, The history of these community action teams varies from team to team. Uh, There is definitely room to grow. We will probably have um, more community action teams as the years go on. But these seven teams really um, provide students a chance to engage in that deep level service and really um, have some meaningful leadership experience while getting to engage in work um, Mm -hmm. that they're passionate about while they're at the University of Alabama. So if it's okay, I can actually talk a little bit about each team and um, ways they might be, students might be able to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah, so we have seven teams, so bear with me. I'm going to, like, run through them. Uh, We have our Owls Pals Mentorship Program, which offers UA students the opportunity to make an impact in a child's life as an after-school mentor. We partner with local elementary schools, and students have the opportunity to get paired with a local elementary school student um, and help them with things like homework support and just... Um, supporting what they're learning in the classroom through a fun and engaging after-school program. This is so cool. Um, I've actually talked to seniors who have participated in Owls Pals all four years and have been paired for the same student each uh-huh. year. And so they got to like see that student grow up and um, really form that great bond. And it's wonderful for the kids too, because they um, – get to have just an older role model in their life. And I remember as a kid, like I always thought college kids were so cool. And so just Mm -hmm. having that positive role model um, is good for any kid. Uh, We also have Bama Year One, which is a small group focused first year experience that helped freshmen find out more about leadership, more about service and have the opportunity to connect with other freshman students. Um, this is really targeted to 
um, students who might not feel like they have a place on campus yet, who might not feel like they want to go into traditional um, leadership routes. And I'm using like very heavy air quotes on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But they want to get more involved at the University of Alabama. They're just unsure of how to do that. We also have Beat Auburn Beat Hunger, which is a seven-week food drive in the weeks leading up to the Iron Bowl in November, where we raise funds and food, obviously, I collect food donations for the West Alabama Food Bank, which is a massive food bank in West Alabama that serves a nine-county area. Um in addition to the seven-week drive, Feed Up or Beat Hunger um, really engages in advocacy and education work around food insecurity in the state of Alabama. And so educating their fellow students not only on what hunger and food insecurity looks like, but how to combat it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also work on advocacy issues around it, things like exploring um, and advocating for changing the grocery tax in Alabama to help um, support people in Alabama who are disproportionately impacted by things like a grocery tax, mm-hmm. um, which that I could really get on a rant about where we're one of the only <laughs> states left that have a grocery tax and yeah. um, disproportionately impacts people who already are facing food insecurity most often. Mm-hmm. We also have Beyond Bama, which is our alternative breaks experience. And um, these are sustainable service opportunities that happen both domestically and abroad during our school breaks. So they happen during the fall, winter, spring, and sometimes May semester breaks. We have sustainable mm-hmm. relationships with community partners um, in Alabama, the Southeast and abroad, um, where we go year after year to partner with them and provide um, those alternative break experiences. We have a local Habitat for Humanity chapter that we work with, and so students get to participate in weekly builds um, on local Habitat for Humanity sites. They also participate in a lot of advocacy and fundraising for Habitat for Humanity um, location in Tuscaloosa. Serving Bama creates weekly service opportunities for UA students around Tuscaloosa. I love Serving Bama. They're (laughs) absolutely the heart of what we do at the Center for Service and Leadership. And so they work with community partners and have dedicated volunteers who commit to going once a week to different, well, to the same nonprofit each week, but different mm-hmm. nonprofits they can choose from. And our local nonprofits absolutely, absolutely rely on these weekly volunteers to come and help out with whatever that nonprofit needs that week. Yeah. Serving Bama is great because it also provides that opportunity to have reflection, to um, learn about the connection to, you know, why does it matter that we spent the whole Saturday like picking weeds out of the sidewalk um, and making that connection of, well, it matters because we just created a beautiful space for children to go to after yeah. school and that matters for their education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, we have the University of Alabama Dance Marathon, which is one of the largest philanthropic student-run organizations at UA. And they spend the entire year raising money for Children's of Alabama Hospital. Uh, these are individual students raising money through a lot of really cool ways. And it culminates in 
an annual event called Bamathon, where they spend 13.1 hours dancing <laughs> to help raise money um, for children of Alabama. And it's really cool because this, these students in six years have donated over a million dollars to children of Alabama. And so it's pretty amazing to see what some students can do um, with their advocacy and passion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Y'all, um, y'all have a lot going on, uh, but also a lot of really amazing opportunities. And, and especially, you know, the community action team seems super cool because people can get involved with an action team and actually see a big difference. It's not like you just kind of show up to um, volunteer for an afternoon and then it's over. Like you actually get to see sustained change and, and make a difference and and reflect on what that means before you kind of move on to something else. So yeah, it's, that's really wonderful. And I'd like to mention, we, you know, I think the community action teams are wonderful and I want students to uh, join, but, you know, so many students at UA, they already have things that they're plugged into and mm-hmm. um, maybe they just want to volunteer. They just want to give back and be part of the Tuscaloosa community. Um, we have space for that too. And we really love it when students do that. And so there's a really cool platform that we have called Bama Pulse. It's Mm -hmm. just bamapulse.ua.edu where students can log on and find either one time or recurring volunteer opportunities, things that um, they don't have to dedicate many hours a week to. It's not another organization that they're joining, but maybe they can do some river cleanup when they go for a walk along the river walk on Saturdays. They just want to find a small way to give back to the community. Yeah. Um, and so that's definitely a great resource to find additional ways to serve in Tuscaloosa and the local area um, without making a massive commitment as well. And students automatically have an account because they log into their MyBama credentials. And so it's a really easy way to find out about um, volunteer and service opportunities. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay. So uh, let's say that we have a student listening in today who is interested in getting involved with some service opportunities in the fall. What do y'all have coming up, especially considering that you know this is a different semester and we're trying to socially distance. And so maybe some of the traditional service opportunities will look a little bit different than they have in the past. What's, uh, what's on the lineup? Definitely. Um, so yesterday, which was Monday, August 17th, um, <laughs> we had our big ripple effect, which was our first um, big day of service for the year as part of the weeks of welcome. And so we um, were able to get students plugged in to socially distant, safe um, service with local nonprofits. And um, we have two more of those service opportunities throughout the year. So we'll have another service day in October called Hands on Tuscaloosa, where students can go and serve for the day. Um, I had mentioned Bama Pulse earlier. BamaPulse.ua.edu is our volunteer management platform. And so students can log on and all of the service that's listed on there um, is either virtual or low contact service that students can participate in. We've been working very closely with our nonprofits um, to help them um, get the help that they need while also making sure that we're keeping our nonprofits safe, we're keeping our students safe, and we're keeping our community safe. And so it's a really great place to find out um, more about remote and virtual opportunities as well as low contact opportunities um, in the Tuscaloosa area. 
And so I definitely encourage students to check that out. In addition, our community action teams are still going strong throughout the fall. And so they have done a really fabulous job of pivoting like everyone Mm -hmm. else. And so they will still be engaging in their programs just in new ways. And so I encourage um, students to go ahead and check out those community action teams. A really great way for students to find out about how to get plugged in with our community action teams is through our website. It's leadandserve.sa.ua.edu. And there they can find out up-to-date information about our teams, about how to get plugged in. Um, And then obviously we're on Instagram. We love our Instagram. (laughs) Find us there at Volunteer Bama. Um, So those are some of the things that we have in the lineup. Um, Our big thing right now is making sure that we're staying flexible, that we're staying nimble. Um, So we'll be releasing more um, opportunities to serve in different ways to serve in the coming week. Um, We'll be participating next week in um, Get On Board Day, virtual Get On Board Day. And so that'll be a great opportunity for students to learn more about our community action teams, but how to get involved more broadly as well. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, there's there's lots and lots of stuff going on. And it's so good to hear that y'all are finding new ways to engage with service and volunteerism and making sure that those opportunities are still available. Um, Okay. So, Oh, I'm sorry. My dog is like wallering behind me. um, And one of my cats came up and started scratching on my chair. So they're, they're restless. Ah, Tildy's been a co-host of the show since, since it started. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't been interrupted yet. It's fine. It happens. Um, But uh, so if we're still thinking about, you know, that, that student who's interested in getting involved, who is interested in engaging in volunteerism or service, do you have any, uh, any recommendations for best practices? What are things that people need to remember before they start a service or volunteerism project um, in terms of, you know, effective advocacy and uh, being kind of that engaged and an informed citizen? Definitely. Um, So we firmly believe that in order to have that measurable change, we need that meaningful service and that engaged Mm -hmm. leadership and um, a huge part of sort of moving from a well-intentioned volunteer um, to someone who is more active in their community is education. So the Mm -hmm. first step, we always encourage students, educate yourself about the issue, find out who was already doing this work in the community? Where are the experts? Go and find the experts. um, You know, we hear all the time, and I'm certain you hear this in your world too, like, oh, no one's doing anything about (laughs) X, Y, Z. No one's mentoring students in Tuscaloosa, or no one's talking about this. And um, the reality is, well, actually, a lot of people are. Um, yeah. A lot of people would love your help. And so first, um, educate yourself on the issue. Educate yourself on what's going on. And step outside of your comfort zone a little bit to see what is a perspective that I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. And then go find that service. There is no reason to recreate the wheel if something already exists. Now, if something doesn't exist... Go ahead, create it, start it. Yeah. Um, 
make connections. Our office is a great place to make connections. We have people who reach out to us all the time and say, hey, I have this idea or I have this thought or I'd love to work on this project with you. Um, and even if we're not the perfect fit, we can help students get plugged into that perfect fit. And I think um, making those connections is really important. Once you uh, educate yourself on the issue, find out who's already doing that work and then um, be willing to work on a team and um, be willing to work with other people. I think um, you go so much further when you don't do the work alone and none of this work can be done alone. I've never met an advocate. I've never met an activist who goes at it alone and yeah. is successful for very long. So um, find your people and do the work with them. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, and then for uh, faculty who are thinking about incorporating service opportunities into their pedagogy, I know that you'll work a lot with kind of the academic side of the house. Um, can you can you give any recommendations for people who might like to make this a part of how they teach in the classroom as well? Just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I definitely reach out to our office. We would love to help. Some of the great things that we can do is help faculty get in touch with nonprofits in town and area agencies. We can help them kind of figure out where to fit service learning into their curriculum, uh, make service learning look like many different things. It can be a one-time thing within a curriculum. It can be an ongoing project. Um, and so there's a lot of flexibility there. And so our office has a pretty deep expertise in service as well as pretty great connections with our Tuscaloosa community. So we'd love to get partners set up with our um, faculty. And then from a more practical side, we're able to offer support like tracking mm -hmm. service learning hours, integrating assessment into their reflection, um, working with the app to geotag our locations and mm -hmm. all of those fun things that um, sometimes can be hard when it comes to service learning. And so we're able to have a lot of that back-end data collection for professors too that we can support them with. Oh, great. Yeah, I can see how that would make that a lot easier because I remember um, when I was an instructor, I wanted to incorporate stuff like that and I just didn't know how to make it work. Like, it, you know, it seemed like a really great idea. And then when it came to things like assessment, knowing that people, you know, all made it to the right spot and, and that there was an easy way to track hours and that like, the service that they engaged in could be meaningful. That was, that was the, the part that was difficult. And so it's so nice to know that there's an office on campus that people can go to and uh, help folks out with that and make that work. Um, yes. Great. So if um, a student or a faculty member is listening in and they want to reach out to y'all to get um, connected, uh, stay up to date on programs and opportunities, how can they do that? So a great way to reach out to us is through email, especially with our social distance times. Normally I would say just come by the office, but <laughs> don't do that. Don't come by the office. Don't, don't come by. Um, <laughs> stay at home. Um, yeah. But we have an email that everybody checks. It is lead, L-E-A-D, and the word and, serve, S-E-R-V-E, at ua.edu. 
Um, that's really great for general questions. And then also our website, leadandserve.sa.ua.edu has all of our staff's contact information that has a, an abundance of information. If you have a more specific question, um, we are also available to come talk to student organizations, to come talk to classes. We have lots of different trainings that we do around service and leadership. And so um, there's also a form on our website if a faculty or a student wants to um, have someone come virtually or in person, depending <laughs> on the times, um, to come work with them on a particular subject. We can do that as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, hopefully people will listen and they will reach out to you and y'all will just be so busy. Um, <laughs> re- responding to people who listen to this podcast and now are super excited about getting involved with service off. Yay. Anyway. Yay. Um, and uh, for all of you listening, all of the resources that Zoe talked about today, I will list in the show description so you can find them there. Uh, but Zoe, before we go, do you have anything else that you want to say about the CSL, about service, about any of the cool stuff that you'll have going on? Yes. So we at the Center for Service and Leadership actually have an unofficial um, mission that we like to talk about. Um, our director, Courtney Chapman Thomas loves Dr. Seuss. And Mm -hmm. so she frequently will quote the Lorax when the Lorax says, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. And so often at the Center for Service and Leadership, we talk about what is your unless, what is the thing that you care about that you know, unless someone like you cares about that, it's not going to change. Um, During these uncertain times, I hope that everyone thinks about, you know, what is something I can change where I'm at right now? What is one small step in the right direction that I can make? And what is something that unless someone someone like me cares might not ever change? Um, And you you can do it. You have the power to change a lot. Thank you. It's a great way to end today. Um, Zoe, thank you for being here with me. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me, Lizzie. It was so great to talk to you. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks again for coming on the show today, Zoe. And thank you everybody for listening in today. As always, if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about or a person you think we should talk to, you can send your suggestions and requests to me via email at easmith11 at ua.edu. If you're listening in today and you appreciate the content we're putting out, please, please, please give us a review wherever you get your podcast. Please follow us wherever you get your podcast and share this podcast with friends, family, and colleagues. This podcast is brought to you by the Women and Gender Resource Center at the University of Alabama. The mission of the WGRC is to address gender inequity and foster a community that values social justice, safety, leadership, mentoring, education, multiculturalism, partnership, and research. This is accomplished by gender-related outreach, advocacy, and support to individuals and communities of all identities. If you'd like to learn more about the programs and resources our office provides, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at at UAWGRC, or at our website, wgrc.sa.ua.edu.